People of the world, welcome to TSP Season 2, Episode 6. We're already... I think this is our 18th episode. This is way more than we ever thought we'd get to. Way more than all the haters thought we'd get to. But we're doing it. And I, I just have to say... You know, Josh and I have been friends for a number of years now. And one thing that Josh is doing is, is he's getting in my head because he knows that the Montreal Canadiens are my team. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. them. And he's trying to convince me that the Habs are going to make a deep playoff push. What they're, is it? They're, they're my dark. Yeah, they're, they're the... They're, they're the, your dark horse. I know you're just screwing with me, Josh. No, because I, I see a team there, Alex. I, I really do. I think they got the firepower. You know, you look at Suzuki. The firepower, they can't score. It's the same well, motto I mean, it's been for a decade. Anderson's Working hard, injured. can't no, finish. It's completely different now. It's completely different. I think they got the offensive to get things done. I've watched the them the last two games. They can't put the puck in the net. They get two goals a game. You have to remember, Alex, Josh uh, thinks his kings are the prototype for firepower. So No, I don't. I never said that. Like, you, you know, win the 2-1 game, win the 3-2 game. I think I, I don't think, think which used to work when Terry Price was this, you know the best in the if, world. If, this is what needs to happen, okay? Lay it out for me. They got to call Caulfield up. They got to call him up. He won okay. the Hobie Baker. Is that like the yeah, best? He's he's on fire right now. No, so they, is that the best player in NCAA hockey? There's another guy that voted won the, uh, in the is Frozen. It, which was going to be my Quaylen, but now that we've talked about it in the first two seconds of the that's pod, that's Jesse Holmes. <laughs> but the the guy well, that's going to say you guys are both such haters of Cole Caulfield for so long. And it's I just because I, Jesse, I've got baggage because Mark Bergevin for ten years had has gotten the five foot eight guy who's really skilled and quick on the team, and it never translates to the playoffs. That's why I've got my hang-ups. That's right. why. Are you ready to listen to my rationale? Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Just keep on. Yeah, all right, no. listen. So they call him up, right? I think they've got some depth there if everyone starts firing. There's a f- couple guys that got a drink from the fountain of youth. So if Weber, Corey Perry, remember last year in the playoffs, in the bubble, in that tournament, he was a factor on Dallas. So he's he's got to get going. I think he had six goals in the playoffs. He was a factor in every game. He's a playoff player. So Weber's got to drink from the fountain of youth. Corey Perry's got to do what he did last year. And Price has got to get playing. If If those things can happen, you've got a team there that can – because we all know Toronto n- takes naps. They're a sleeping team. You can catch them napping quite a bit. That's what Boston did. They've always been that team. You're they telling are me in a seven-game series, Montreal has a fighting chance against the Leafs. If that happens, I, I can see there's a scenario. I'm not saying it's, it's – I'm not saying it's – I'm not saying it's it's probable. I'm saying it's possible. It is possible that this team gets fired up. And I can see – they got to get going right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, time's running out here, Alex. Yeah, they're, they're but Bergevin, and they picked up Stahl, and that's, you know. Sorry, yeah. Is time running out on the Canadians, or you on this ramp? Oh, listen here, John. Listen, I missed last week. All right, I heard everything you said about me. <laughs> and uh, I'm back, ready for Because I, I think we're done. Are we going straight to uh, Sergeant Ben Cunt at this point there? Are we? <laughs> I, listen, John, I haven't even begun. You understand me? All right. You just sit on that sofa and get comfortable. No, I don't understand you because you know I don't speak Spanish. So you guys have heard from Josh. You've well, I'm not heard speaking him. Spanish. He's, Josh is screwing with me. He's trying to get in my head. He's trying to get I'm me not to think your head. This that is what the Habs are a real threat and then they'll break oh, my heart and when no. you know the first round of the playoffs start. Even if Gallagher's injured, the playoffs, that's a huge hole. It's a huge hole. 
I, Gallagher? I, Gallagher, come on. Gallagher can be replaced. He's I not. I love my Habs. I love I Anderson. Love, Josh He's Anderson is the man this year. He, that's that's a big Tyler Toffoli is the man this year. Thank you, Alex. You yeah. didn't say that. Where yeah. do you come from? Uh, the LA Kings. He won a cup with them, I heard, in 2014. So he's got cup winning experience. Perfect. You hear that, John? Okay. Uh, we'll go on <laughs> from you, Josh. Uh, thank you for coming on the pod. Let's go to, to John, uh, Josh's rival here. So how are you doing, John? What's up, man? Uh, good. Doing good. Alan. Glad to be back on another week. So, yeah. Let's get John, it cracking. Excited. Uh, we've got Pete coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks, and he's a fellow Dolphin fan, and he's going to break down the NFL draft for us. So look forward oh, to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I marked it down on my calendar already. It's yeah. circled, and I'm ready to go. Today, I was talking to Pete today. He was breaking it down for me. He knows his stuff, and he, you know, he's excited about the possibilities of, of what the, the Finns pick at number six. I'm really excited to. The, the rumors this week are that the Pats might take Justin Fields at 15 if if he falls that far, which would be – if they get Justin no, Fields, I'm over the moon. Happen. I'm buying the jersey I'm we'll, in. We'll save it for this because it'll be interesting, but I don't think so unless they trade up. But that's for, that's for the maybe other show. Maybe they will trade so up. They, maybe, maybe they will. Anything maybe can Bill happen. Will, yeah. yeah. Let's go over to, to Jesse. How you doing, Hover? Good. I'm good, guys. Yeah. Just, you know. What's new with your flames? What's new with? Oh, they suck. I don't want to talk about them. They suck. At all? We don't want to. We don't want to probe that at all. I don't want to probe it at all. They suck. There's no point in talking about it. Um, Why can't Sutter turn them around? Because because he doesn't. He doesn't. They 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 don't have Sutter players. <laughs> this is a, like our best player is Johnny Goudreau, who's five. No, it's Speaking Matthew Kachuk. Okay, well, our most skilled player is Johnny Goudreau. Matthew Chuck is really good. Matt, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he's our best overall player, and he will be our best player for years to come. And he fits the Sutter mold. But there's not enough of them, is what you're saying. There's sort just, of? it doesn't, the way Sutter wants them to play, it doesn't work with the players we have. But you- I'm fine. I mean, we, we should be making some trades. We should be making some moves. I don't think – I think it's time to trade Johnny Hockey. I you think it's time. Kachuk. You got to keep Kachuk. He's going to oh, be – Oh, yeah, you got to keep Kachuk. I would like to keep Monaghan too. He's a solid – you can't find, you know, that player – that you know, in the mold of Kopitar, in the mold of those two-way centers. I'm not saying he is Kopitar. I'm just saying he's in that mold that can both, you know – contribute offensively and be so solid in their defensive end. So you want to keep those guys, but I don't know. I think it's time for Goudreau to go. I think it's time for, to consider trading Giordano. Yeah. Wow. Um, that really, that's an overhaul of the, the team. second Johnny hockey goes on the market. You know, Bergevin's going to pick that guy up. Oh, he he's exactly. He's got, yeah. Oh, he's got a French sounding last name and he's small and he's skilled. Bring him yeah. over. Pick yeah, him, him up. Put him and Byron on a line, you know, just have these three, but like I said already, around. it never translates to the playoffs when you get up against a Philadelphia or a Boston. That's the problem. You can't win a seven-game series with small-skilled guys. When well, other I'm guys, I'm telling you, that's that's when Corey will pick it up. That's when you'll see Corey. Just I love shine. Corey Perry. I I love Anderson's him. a big guy too. Anderson's not a little kid. You know what? It's working on me, Josh. I'm starting to come around to it. I like it. Go Habs, go! Ole, but, ole. But, they don't but get listen, past Toronto. 
your your price. I think they can catch him napping. I don't know. It, it depends. Obviously, Toronto's a heavy favorite, but they're they're kind of if you look at the standings how they are right now, everything's kind of set. Like you've got your four uh, from each whatever conference division, whatever it's called. Um, so you already kind of got a good outlook, with a few exceptions of how the playoffs are going to be. But I think uh, I think Montreal. I don't know. I see I see glimmers of hope, Alex. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm all saying, I need. That's all I ask for in life: glimmers of hope. So they might win, they might win a playoff round. So there you go. Good job, Corey better, Perry. Corey Perry in my won, team won a game. And remember, I'm a Kings fan. I hate Corey Perry, but he I won. Love him. I love him. You'd, single, you'd love him on your team. He single handedly won a game for Dallas against Tampa Bay. So that means if you got to win 16 games to to get the Stanley Cup, if you got Corey Perry on your team, he's going to win you at least one. Right, so you're down to 15. Corey can steal a whole series if he gets hot. Like I'm, I don't know if if everybody can drink from the fountain of youth. You never know. Where is that fountain of youth, Josh? I I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I think Tom Brady knows where it is. Hey ho! Thank you. You didn't have to say that. Thank you. Just trying to get John going. You know, trying to get him in the podcast. Speaking of John, um, John, I want to ask you about March Madness. So, (laughs) what what a interesting tournament. I um, I thought Gonzaga would win it. I stayed up. The best game of the tournament, hands down. Maybe the best game of the last decade of the tournament was the semifinals. Was UCLA? playing gonzaga did, did oh, you stay up for it, that it's instant classic absolutely yeah oh my absolutely. god i couldn't instant believe classic. it i was yeah. like yeah. johnny juzang and um and jalen suggs went like back and forth yeah. I, like you know when you just watch a game where one guy's like i'll match you i'll match you and like it just absolutely. went back yeah and it yeah, went no, down that's, to that's overtime. the best thing best thing about the tournament man this was definitely the year of the upsets yeah because you always get those like early round upsets of a less like lesser team but not so much always the higher teams that like we talked about before like a number one going down as early happens but not every year but yeah though, but we had a many couple of those number, big teams going down like that wow, we had a couple that was number awesome. 14 uh 14 yeah. seeds beating threes right yeah um, one of them abilene christian yeah, yeah. You you can know your stuff and you can make your predictions, but man, ball don't lie. Rashid Wallace, ball don't lie. So go. it goes and, anywhere. And then we jumped to the uh, championship game, and I still thought Gonzaga was going to win because I mean they won thirty one yeah. in a row. Yeah. They were going for the perfect season. I was on that train too. And and then when I watched Baylor, it wasn't even close. I went no. when Gonzaga brought the ball across half court. Baylor's defense was so tenacious, they straight up intimidated Gonzaga, who are very good. And yeah. Gonzaga were so like out of sorts. Their timing was all off. Yeah, like I said before, they drive into they drive into the lane. They were intimidated. That's the word for it. And Baylor oh, just smothered them with defense. Yeah. Then Baylor's guards, they got three phenomenal guards. Uh Butler, number 12. Uh, 45 Mitchell. It's not Donovan Mitchell, but it, no. it's similar. Um, he was rocking Donovan Mitchell was rocking his jersey though the other day. Oh, so. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He had the I forget his 45 name, on, but 45 yeah. Mitchell. He was amazing. He yeah. he's the guy who would like just get up in everyone's grill, Jalen yeah. Suggs included. Yeah, I encourage um, anybody who who is into basketball, even if they watch just the NBA, that's great because NBA is entertaining. There's a lot of great you know great stuff to watch. But if you want to get to learn more basketball. 
get into college, just start watching the college game here or there. Because exactly what you said yesterday, you're not going to see that defense that Baylor played. You're not going to see any of that stuff in the pros. Right. That, that's just that's just the Un- nature. Until you get so, to like the NBA finals, until and you get the NBA finals, but, yeah. but really, like you know, you'll see the odd guy like a Pat Beverly. You know, like there is the guys that find their niche to survive so long. Is I'm going to be that lockdown player. I'm going to have you know that rebounder. You know all that stuff. But to see the actual basketball in its purest form yeah. is college basketball, and I, I love it. Yeah, the set plays the. <laughs> The pressing, it's just, yeah, it's fun. It's so fun to ba- watch in this tournament. The Baylor yeah. Bears um, had never won, and neither had Gonzaga, had never won yeah. the national championship. Yeah. And um, so Mark Fuse, the coach of Gonzaga, who's the coach of uh, Baylor, Scott Drew. And I guess he's been with Baylor for 20 years, something like that. And his introductory press conference is is fascinating. I know you're going to say that you're going to turn the you know program around. Everyone's going to say that in their intro, but he said like yeah. we're going to win. I'm going to take this um, football school and turn it into yeah. a national champion basketball school, and that's what he did. It, but it took a long time. It took 20 years, but he yeah. did it. So that's like well, a well, amazing that's the thing accomplishment. I was say, just about the because you think when I think Baylor. You think of football, right? Like, and then most commonly right now is the RG3 when he came out, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's right. right. So, yeah, you absolutely think that, right? So, I, you and I were chatting a while after this, and I was like, yeah, I, I saw this thing and was reading about Baylor, and I got them to go a certain way, but I just didn't think that they would have gone that far. Yeah. Because, okay, yeah, it's a foot. It's like, it's like Texas, right? Texas basketball is that's really right. good. You, that was, that was your Same thing. thing. But, hey, man, yeah, that's, that's a right. football school, right? That's right. You know, and the, it goes reverse. Like, my Tar Heels, usually are you know in the top mix of all this stuff but for football you get a mitch trubinsky coming out of carolina right right. like so it's funny how some of these schools work like that but yeah uh i was riding that gonzaga train like i really thought after years of them getting close close so close that this was the year i was full on right and man and there's some good pros and good players come out of gonzaga anyway what oh absolutely um but what an emphatic victory for baylor i mean that's that's the story of the tournament i couldn't uh, watch it live but i was following it and then 10 points down by 10 points at the half yeah again in college in the pros that's easy like that'll be you know like lebron could do that in like two three minutes in a sense you know i mean you can take over that game but in that in the system of what I was saying is pure. That's that's a hard deficit to yeah. dig out of, right? Like, that's right. And that with that defense, yeah, it was, yeah, was um, it was it was fun to watch. I know good tournament. A, a lot of people criticized it, saying like it wasn't a great tournament. I still thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah the flip side so, is, and just to flip it quickly on the women's end, Stanford comes out on top. Russell's yeah. Wilson's sister, she's a great defensive player for Stanford. And then number one, UConn didn't even make it down that far. That's right. It was but UConn shock it uh, knocked out Baylor in a really controversial way. Yeah. There was like a blown call. It should have been called Baylor's way, and yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, but the Stanford women's team. Got well, it. And I UConn was, was also they were all they were like most of their stars were freshmen too, right? Like they didn't. So have they'll a lot have of a bright future. I mean, oh, what do yeah. they have? They already have eleven national titles or something. Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah. absolutely dominant. UConn, but like there was one year, UConn women's basketball was Sue Bird, Diana Tarosi. Was it? Sh- oh man, I'm going to mess this up. It'll come but to you right after they we finish. Had, literally, they had four, five, at least five to six, and these these women are WNBA players. Oh yeah, they are, and they're fantastic all-star legends, like legends, right. legends. Yeah. Like oh yeah, fantastic. 
And you're Thanks. and you're uh, you totally brought up a couple of weeks ago, Jess. She was she was excellent. I watched some of Paige the Beckers, tournament. Yeah. Oh, she's the real oh, yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah, she'll Absolutely. go number one for sure. That's the thing. Like you say, yeah, freshman, she'll be a hole, but UConn will feel that because she's definitely going number one. Is that true in women's basketball that the one and done thing is a real thing? So you do one year and often go to the pros. It's becoming more of a thing. Yeah, it's becoming more of a thing, and someone like. Paige Becker's talent, like, it wouldn't shock me. It'd be right. nice to see if she stays and if that's a thing, but like, whenever she can and if she, whenever she goes, she'll be the number one pick. Absolutely. I mean, she's just the Raptors could use her. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You should have traded her to Yukon, get Lowry to Yukon and get her up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great tournament, man. It was a fantastic one. You know, that's Ariel great. didn't do. Do well for me, but we're building. But at least, at and least they danced more than my Duke. My Dukies and, could say. And the and Roy Williams retired, so Hubert yeah, Davis. Yeah, talk about that, John. Who, yeah. Hubert Davis, you like the hire? It's Hubert in-house. Davis. Hubert Davis is alumni, solid pro, longtime assistant, first black coach of uh, North Carolina. Because as uh, Hope put it last time, that that Dean Smith guy <laughs> was the original. <laughs> then so we had that, but uh, yeah, I. It was a no-brainer. I was, I was extremely happy. I figured it was going to happen, but you never know at times, too. So yeah, I think Hubert Davis is going to be able to keep North Carolina going, man. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm a stoked for this one. Stoked for this one. I saw um, Roy Williams did this heartfelt message. It was like a three-minute clip. I don't know if you saw it talking about what an upstanding man Hubert is and how yeah. it's hard for him to, you know, pass the program on to someone else because he still cares about it so much. But yeah. Hubert's he said like Hubert's gonna exceed what I did. It was just yeah. a really classy it's video one of those what we talked Roy. about earlier on, like you know, player coaches, right? And it's great when you see like uh like Steve Nash, Jason Kidd when they're in the pros, right? Like you know, even a uh, Tyrone Lewis, I think we can name a ton of pro players that coach basketball. But I like when I see these guys doing in the college. Like we were talking, Juwan Howard's a big name, but look what he's done for Michigan. Yeah. All right. In like, like wait, one or two years. One That's or two years. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, and then what Pat Ewing was able to do with Georgetown going back there, where Pat Ewing, both any of these guys can be coaching the pros. Penny Hardaway back, with Memphis. Penny, Is, Penny Hardaway yeah. with Memphis, right? Like it's just it's nice to see when like pros are doing college because not only can they say like, hey, this is how you play the game, but this is how you live the life. They can actually help guide these guys to know like when you're making it big, when you're in the life of the NBA, to help them guide. At least that's an article I read that a while ago. That's one of the praise of having these pros coming back to right. coaching in college. So yeah, we can, I'm still, we, we can only hope that Grant Hill goes back to Duke and, and coaches oh, them after Shashevsky. Oh, Magic Johnson. No, you, you know, no, you guys are going to get Leitner. Leitner's going to be sitting right oh, at the end of don't that. Don't you dare. Leitner's don't you dare. Sitting right there. Don't you dare. <laughs> Magic Johnson back to Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. There's, there's better pros that came out than Magic Johnson. What? Just no joking. Way. Just joking. Game just joking. One. I'm just, one. I'm just, no, no, I'm just no, 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 no. I'm calling you out, John Graham. Name one. Let's go. You said it. Denzel Valentine. Denzel Valentine. Go look him up. He's still riding the pine in Chicago. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. There you go. Yeah. No. Hey. Hey. Here's another one. This is the big one. This is a fan favorite. Fan favorite of the Toronto Raptors came out of Michigan State. Raptors fan. Can you name him? Wait. Give me a second. Don't. Don't tell me. Fan, I won't fan. tell you. Is he is he a current Raptor? No, 
He's that he, three-point shooter, right? What's his name? You're getting closer, Hover. I'll even give you a clip. Like this Williams was also or something. His last it was name in was in the Carter years. Carter was still playing Mo there. Pete. Mo there Pete. you go. Mo Pete. Mo Pete. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mo sir. Pete. Yes, sir. Morris Peterson. <laughs> so proud of yourself, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember that smooth. just quickly? I loved like, him. Jersey was playing. New Jersey was in Toronto playing the Raptors. Vince was there, and Mo P was going to inbound the ball. And Vince is playing with him, and like slaps him a bit, right? Gives him a tap, and then Mo Pete's like, it's kind of annoying to slap some way, and then they tee up Mo Pete. I don't know if you guys ever remember that. I remember that. It was crazy. <laughs> this is still when everyone hated Vince, and everyone was just losing it. It was, it was crazy. I just I remember the game. I was watching it. Mo Pete was such a streaky shooter. He could hit yeah. like five threes in a row, and then yeah. he could be invisible for two quarters. That yeah. was just like his MO, yeah. huh? Yeah. I, Anyways, I loved him, but yeah. But yeah. yeah, so there we go. So Magic Johnson was the greatest player. Magic Johnson absolutely yes. was the greatest yes. Spartan of all time. I mean, Hands Josh, down. Magic on. Johnson is a top five NBA of all time. So, like, absolutely. Oh, Tell me that like I don't even know. I know that, Alex. You like, don't know. He's top I three. Know. He's top I do three. know that. I Magic think he's Johnson's number one. Three. Let's hear it, John. Three. What's your top five? My oh, top Larry five. Bird. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Did, did, do you want me to go in one to five or just one five, to five. altogether? One to five. Definitive list. Oh about man. Okay. TikTok Johnny. Oh man, this is this is going to take me a minute. <laughs> okay. Because I had no, to put it not. in the one to five. It is because I'll I tell got, you who number one is. It's Michael Jordan. No. Nope. Well, see, yeah, you know, you got you do have to go with Jordan. Like I'm, nope. he has to go over Bird. I would put Magic as uh, I'd put Magic, put Magic at three, Jordan at one. I put Bird. I would I would put Bird as uh I would put Bird at four and you'd put I put Kareem I put Kareem Abdul Jabbar at number two ahead of you, you don't I'm have LeBron you right in the top four no and I put LeBron at five didn't so, even make this but to recap cut. MJ Kareem Magic Bird Bird yeah LBJ yeah. no Kobe wow oh no well and this is the thing right because this, this is what's so tricky when you when we do these lists because yeah there you're right like Kobe could be in there with that but there's certain things but if we're just talking skill absolutely but I look at like like LeBron and Kobe did change the game right like specifically Kobe when Kobe came in he was one of the last if not the last no he wasn't the last but he was one of the last high school players to come in the league that they allowed to jump in the league one of the last and he changed the game. Like, he really did. He brought the game to another level. LeBron carry has carried on. I don't think, in my opinion, I'm going on a quick rant. I don't think LeBron James has much to prove. I don't think LeBron James needs to win any more LeBron championships James to prove. LeBron James has done more than Kobe yes. did. And I know Kobe had five yes. championships, I'm not but hating he also on LeBron. played with Shaq for but three I'm of those looking championships. At, yeah, it, absolutely, right? And I'm yeah. looking at what, what these, these top five guys have done for the game, which was Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar coming in, Going like from a boy from like New York, going up to uh, UCLA, playing out in the UCLA, going to Milwaukee, like what he endured and how he literally dominated the game and changed the game for the center position. So for me, it's Kareem. We could, I could, it, I'm even pained to say like Bill Russell going with 11 championships with the Celtics and being a player coach and dealing with the hate and racism in Boston playing that. Yeah. Well, got to get off my horse here. No. But, and what Michael, Michael obviously changed the game. It was Michael Bill Jordan. Russell belongs me. in that conversation. Absolutely. That's the thing, right? Like it's, it's really hard. Right. And then, so magic, same thing, like coming out of like, you know, Northern Michigan, like playing for the Spartans, brought from like the seventies and what he brought into showtime and changed the game of the eighties to give that flash could pass, could shoot, had all the intangibles. And then there's bird hard nosed player that, you know, both of them had that rabbit, that competitive brought the fourth NBA that everyone started paying more and more brought the NBA more into the, 
So that's and where my mind goes. And it's such a tough list, right? We only asked for five. So the guys were that are in top 10 or 15 that we're omitting and yeah. arguably could be in the top five are Will yeah. Chamberlain, yeah. Alan Iverson, Bill Russell, Tim Alan Duncan, Iverson, yeah. Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon, yeah. Charles you Barkley. Great, yeah, you leave out great names like that, right? Oscar so it's these, Robertson. Oscar Robertson, absolutely, right? Like Mr. <laughs> Triple Double. Like it's one of those things that you just – it can be subjective and it's Julius like – Julius Irving. Yeah. Dr. J, right? Like, yeah. And the, it, it's Kawhi endless. Leonard. Oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. Kawhi, I remember, I remember when they did the top 50 players, right? Uh, for the 50 years of the NBA and they all are like, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know if I put Kawhi in the 50. Top 50? You top put him 50, in the top 50? Because you got to remember this. This is exactly this list, right? You're going, we got to go back. He's we're a two-time like, finals MVP with two yeah, different teams. I don't know, man. What if he gets Listen, third? I, I don't, I don't hate Kawhi. I just don't love you him as much Kawhi. as you Oh, I was. I know. I, I irrationally love Kawhi. I know that. Exactly. I know that's that. all. It's I'm not with. just Kawhi, Alex. It's not just Kawhi. It's yeah. every player that is that does anything for any team you cheer for. You think is like the best ever. Can you it's, give it? Can you give an example? Tom Brady, Carey Price. But he is the best ever. Tom Brady is the best mm, ever. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You're yeah, just yeah. proving my point. You're proving my point right now. Like, Carey I mean, Price is not. He, he hasn't won. And I blame Mark. If you Bergeron had to pick one goalie, Price. one goal. Let me ask you this: If you had to pick one goalie to 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 be on your team to start in his prime, in his prime, sure, I don't give a crap. You, who would you pick? And you be honest, because I know who you want to pick. <laughs> one goalie, one goalie in his prime. It's going to be Carey Price, and that's it's because you got you. If 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 a player does something for your team, like a Kawhi Leonard, Carey Price, or Tom Brady, you exaggerate just From a little bit. From what I hear, Patrick Waugh's competitive c- competitiveness was on its own level. You don't so want I'll that go, guy I'll started. Go Patrick Waugh. Oh, terrible idea. Terrible idea to have Patrick Waugh in his prime. Guy was a head case. Come on. Yeah, and he yeah, he'd do he do anything to he's win. He's a head. Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of really good athletes that are head cases. I don't know if you know that. I would not choose Patrick Waugh. I'd take Kelly Rudy over Patrick Waugh. Like you I would have done take Kelly Rudy. Yep. Now you're you just trolling, Josh. Don't, that's Jesse, that's don't that's listen that's to him. He's just trolling now. He's just he's, he's bitter. Patrick oh, Waugh geez, came to the league and like the last 20 minutes talking about Larry Bird Montreal to Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals. Thank you. Like, Thank dragged, you, Jesse. Did you honest. see dragged Montreal to Stanley Cup Finals? They had some players. Yeah. They had 93 Ryan Bellows, Montreal. Good. Ryan Bellows, gracious. Kirk Muller. Yeah. Um, they still going. had John LeClaire. He was a young John LeClaire. Uh, Matthew Schneider. Wow. Uh, Eric Desjardins. If you, look, if you look at the team, the skill on the teams that they were like, uh, you yeah. look at the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time. You look yeah, at. They didn't have as much skill as that team. That's fair, Jess. That's fair. Like, the Pittsburgh Penguins were unreal. Anyways, Patrick Watt is top three greatest goalies of all time. Yeah, I still wouldn't know. I'll say this. Patrick Watt is a fantastic trash talker. One of the best things, and I think about this often when someone, you guys would remember this more. I I believe he was playing for the Avalanche. And someone was chirping at him in the finals, and he was like, I can't hear him because my two. No, that was cup. when he was with the Habs, and Jeremy Roenick on the well, Canucks okay. said something. Yeah, yeah. He said something about, like, uh, Patrick's, yeah, Patrick's jock is in the rafters or something yeah. like that. And and then they asked Patrick, and he said, yeah, I can't I can't hear what Jeremy said because I have my two Stanley Cup ring plug yeah. in my ear. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked that. That's I often think about that sometimes. That's, that's a good line. line. That's, that's, one, that's a perfect answer. Lines. Yeah. 
Yes, I agree with you. The Habs roster wasn't like phenomenal. They got really hot and they and and Wall was good. But look, they had some real good players. They had um Brian Bellows, Benoit Brunet, Guy Carboneau. Uh they had JJ Daniel, who was a coach uh with the um under the um Claude Julien regime that got fired. Uh Vinny Ooh. Danfus, Eric Desjardins. They yeah. had Kevin no, Haller. I thought here's the thing. Here's what Kyle was interesting. Line, here was Kirk interesting Muller. about that final is I actually thought Montreal had more depth than the Kings outside of Gretzky. I thought they actually Robitaille. had a better Robitaille. Don't you say one more better, word unless okay, you say Luke Robitaille. Whatever Robitaille and Gretzky. Thank you very much. Yuri Curry was on the team too. He okay. Was pretty good. Yeah. Here's a good question. Montreal do I had like, more do... depth than the Kings, and that's what allowed them to win that cup. That that series came down to goaltending. You can't tell me anything else. And that's right. Yeah, Patrick Waugh did. No, win the King. The the third and fourth lines of the Kings did not match up with the third and fourth lines of the Canadians. I mean, yes, Josh, also, it didn't help that you Josh. Also, it wasn't even close. The Habs don't, annihilated. How many of those games were games. overtime? Don't annihilate. How many of those games were in overtime? I think three of them, at least three, maybe Irrelevant. Four. I mean, they know how to Not win. Irrelevant. In, in the those are close games. Remember the ghosts of the form? They won 10 games in overtime in that playoff run. Listen, I can't hear because 2012 and 2014 Stanley Cups are clogging my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's not. I mean,. It was cool that the Kings made made it that far, and Gretzky was awesome to watch. Anyways, but it's that just a, out, those two teams were were on paper nowhere near the best teams in the league. That's only my that's my only point. Well, the fact that the Canadians that had happen, more depth right? than the Kings, I agree, Josh. Is what tells that, you oftentimes the best team on paper doesn't actually win the championship. Yeah, yeah that's like, the nice like thing. Many times, yeah. I mean, even look at last year. Dallas had no business being in the finals. Tampa Bay, obviously, they were the best team. Josh, I just have a question for you. Do you think you love Luke Robitaille more than I love Kawhi Leonard? Or we keep it with hockey. Do you uh, like Luke, Luke Robi- Do you love Luke Robitaille more than I love Carey Price? Yeah, I. I mean, I have a special does. place. I do have an autographed puck by Luke Robitaille. That's pretty. That yeah, is. So, wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Where do you keep it? It's right here on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. Did yeah. he? Like, is it authenticated? It is authenticated. Uh, I don't have much of a story. Somebody gave it to me. I don't sure where they bought it from, but they knew that I was a Luke Robitaille fan and they got it, but it came with like the authenticated papers and all that stuff. Next question. How old were you when you got that puck? Uh, I can't remember. I was a, like maybe a teenager, I want to say. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you cry? I did not, but I did cry uh, when I was I was a nine year old, and the Los Angeles Kings lost the Stanley Cup. So I know what it's like to to lose, John. So I know you're Miami Dolphins. Why, were you were you playing on the Kings? I was not, but I was huh. I was I was a child. The emotional attachment uh, was, of sports. Emotional. Huh. Why? What made you decide to love the Kings at nine years of age? You know, we were just younger talking than that. About I this. think I was actually younger than that. We were just talking about this. So my dad was a a, a Bobby Hull fan, and. Um, so he loved the Chicago Blackhawks for some reason. I never really asked him. Um, so he was like, so I never grew up in the whole, because I'm from Ontario, I have to cheer for the Leafs. Okay. So he was like, cheer for whatever team you want. So at the time, I, the three of us were kind of a year apart. So my brother cheered for the Boston Bruins because of Ray Bork. And he played like a Boston Bruin. Um, so he was tough. Yeah, he was he was tough, and then my other brother was a goalie, so he he chose uh, the Montreal Canadiens because Patrick and, Waugh is amazing. He, yeah, he, 
butterfly, right? He was patenting the butterfly system, right. which is yeah, pioneer. Changed. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, smug bastard. <laughs> oh, I know what he's doing. I, I know. Yeah, just, I keep going. He's, he's, he's living in 1993, man. This guy. When when Alex was choosing sports teams, he was looking for the champs. I don't think he became a <laughs> Pat fan until Brady started winning. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then and then I I, I chose the LA Kings because of you're a flashy player. No, because I'm a goal scorer. I mean. Jesse can attest to that. I, I score goals. I put the puck in the net. That's what I do. It's a natural goal score. So your brother, the tough guy, all right? your other brother taking the pucks like a tough guy, and then you're just dancing around the ice like a king. That's that's what I'm hearing. Like a king? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know what you're, you're saying. That sounds pretty good to me. So you're ice dancing with a stick. That's just as what I'm John, just saying. John, I'm going to be honest. I don't like your tone. <laughs> Guys, let's go to our next segment, which is uh, all around the NHL. We're already talking about the NHL a bit. So this is the NHL playoff race is really heating up. So let's talk about it. Anything from the playoff race. Those, uh, those flames are really fan in the. Or I, I, they're sorry. not in the race anymore. Yeah. They're they're not. I mean, here's the thing. Well, I think they are. If you look at like they're teams not, they're not points they're by playing they're, them. So you know. I mean, I mean, this is. I think it's pretty much the North Division. It's pretty much we it's know set. who's in. Yep. We yep. know the four teams who are in. Do we know the four teams? It's Toronto, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Edmonton, Edmonton, Montreal. You think Montreal sneaks in with the fourth spot? It depends on how Vancouver plays, but I do think Montreal. Vancouver can't is even not play. even going to be playing. They're done. It's like yeah, well, with the COVID, COVID so COVID you know. is over. Yeah, well, and they really screwed over my up? fantasy team, and I know that's very irreverent to say because actual people are actually sick. But they've yeah. really screwed over my fantasy team. Has it come out how COVID broke out in Vancouver? Is it? Is anybody? It, it's science, Jess. It's science. You know, it spreads. Uh, you know, from droplets. I think if you no. oh specifically oh, like specifically. the way the way those droplets <laughs> entered into the bodies of all the Vancouver Canucks practically didn't they say it was something to do with oh what's his name it's a French last name Godet wasn't he the oh was he the I think the it was Godet let's get back let's get back to the scientist Josh McClement who knows how it started well, you know, I will tell you that but I actually I think I think more than just the the North Division are are set I think you've got like the Honda West or whatever, you got Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota. I guess the four spot could go to St. Louis or Arizona, but it's going I mean, to St. Kings Louis. Are still Come on, it's not Arizona. Come on. Well, the Yotes are playing, but yeah, I, I hope St. Louis. But isn't Bennington injured? I think he's injured. St. Louis is really struggling lately. Yeah, they're they're uh, yeah they're having trouble. Then, they're on a downturn here. I don't know the the whatever the mass mutual east you've got the islanders who are Gosh, flying lights why out. Do you, the islanders are why do you scary. say the the sponsor name for the you're so <laughs> well, what like do you call them i don't know what to call each freaking division <laughs> you got like these different names like canadian division northwest east central or something like that is that like what it is i don't know no you're North. right josh you're right i need to it's yeah, good that you're you're yeah. being so thorough with yeah, the naming of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying to do some research here, trying to get informed. Trying it's, to, I mean, from, it's the it's the central division, the east sakes. division, the north division, and the west division. Yeah, that's what I but, said. But yeah. you're right, Josh. They each have a sponsor, and is that so what it is is that no, all right. no? I you know what? I'll stop. You, Listen, you are doing I'm a great a, job, being very thorough. Oh no, I'm, you keep, I'm just trolling, and you're doing a really nice job. Keep it <laughs> okay. going. So, so the well, I'm just division, saying. 
and the New York we're Islanders. Ta- we're talking, yeah, we're talking about Montreal being like this potential team. New York Islanders are the potential team. They're the team that scares me. Well, they're like number one in that uh, that division right now, aren't they? Well, like they're so team? they're so good. They're, they've got goaltending. They've got. Uh, Got I don't know who's that division though. Like Philly, New York, New Jersey. Philly's out. Buffalo. Philly's not even going to make the playoffs. Oh, what, what Pittsburgh. I'm, Pittsburgh's what I'm saying, still in Pittsburgh, it. but there's no. I'm saying there's like whipping boys in that division. Like you can oh, get a I lot of it. wins against right. Philly, Buffalo, New, New Jersey, New Philly, Jersey, Buffalo. Like it's not. But hard I think to every across, division right. kind of has that this year, where there's it's tough there's to a couple say who, teams that yeah. are you're just they're beating on Ottawa, these. Calgary, Vancouver. Ottawa's playing really well. Like give them a break. Like I would Josh, say, they're thirteen. Josh, they're thirteen, twenty-four, and four. Well, I'm not saying they have you're a saying good they're record. playing really well. I'm saying hockey-wise, yeah, have you watched so their well. games? They're they're such a good team. Thirteen, twenty-four, and four. They're not they're going, a professional it, hockey team. Like that's good. But I, I think not, they beat the Habs last weekend, didn't they, Alex? Yeah, that's one Ooh, game, and you should know. Hard. You know, one that's, game just means one game. That's sore, isn't it? <laughs> one game is one game. One game means one game. <laughs> What about your Kings? Are your Kings even going to make the playoffs? I don't let's think they are. Let's play the Kings. You want to talk about the Kings? Speaking of which, Jeff, hey, let's pull speaking up Speaking of a Kings. team that sucks. 15, 17, and 6. That's who, that's sucks. the record you're looking for. For all that yeah. Dustin Brown has done, they're 7th out of 8 yeah, in the West Division. Just, Dustin Brown, the resurgence of Dustin Brown. Oh, he's okay. so good. Well, they're 15, he was, he was 17, and Nah, he sucks. First off, I have a lot of hope in the LA Kings. There's a lot of young prospects. Calvin Peterson, the goalie looks really good. There's a lot of good stuff that's happening. So I, I'm, I, I, they had a better year than I was anticipating, but yeah, I'm happy that we're, they had a be- better year than you were anticipating. You yeah, had happy with this outcome. I thought they would be Gosh. last in that, that division. Yeah. Okay. They're they second last Josh. It's not that much better. <laughs> well, well listen, listen, it's it not worked. over. It's not over. They could still make a push, right? They got a few for last place. They could make a push for last place. Yeah, get get you know in that. What? Uh... I'm going to take back my remarks about the Montreal Canadiens, Alex. You pissed me off. <laughs> so screw them. They got nothing. Bergevin's destroyed that team, and you can just wallow in your uh, misery. And this is coming from a a Calgary Flames fan. Listen, LA would be making the playoffs if they had to play Calgary three times a year. So we'll be fine. Don't even Did worry. Did you guys say that the St. Louis might Blues have a chance if are they got struggling? To play the Kings. Guys, the St. Louis Blues are currently leading the Minnesota Wild seven to one tonight. Wild's oh, got a go. good team too. They're so. back on track. Well, they're getting pounded by the Blues. They gotta, but they one gotta game is one game, right, Josh? That's apparently. That doesn't mean a thing. Just keep, you know, shrug it off and move on to the next one. Yeah. The most hallowed ground in golf is Augusta National, despite their overt racism throughout the years. Now it might be covert racism, but they have a good golf tournament. And Justin Rose has a one-shot lead at moving day at the mile. Is moving day tomorrow? Moving day is tomorrow. Going into the weekend at the Masters. So hell does that mean? What do we think of the Masters? Moving day. What does that mean? No, moving day is today. Or today is the day where they decide the cuts, right? So do they not? Isn't it two days? Yeah, it's two days. And then they make you're the right, cuts. You're right, Jess. Mo- moving day. You're right. You're right. So That's the cuts the have been made. Day. I 
I still have my doubts. I think moving day is the third round at the Masters. The cuts come after two rounds almost in every golf tournament. That's right. The cuts, that's right. But what does moving day, I think it's the third round. And well, I maybe might be moving wrong. day is the third day because that's when, the day. When they, the leaderboard really shifts. Moving day at oh, the Masters. Oh, I thought you were saying. You, no, honestly, you might be right. I'm just going to look it up right now. We're going to get a live. What is moving day at the Masters? Saturday, tomorrow. This is the explanation for moving day at the Masters. Everyone who fails to make the cut goes home. Saturday is called moving day because it is the day where competitors try to set themselves up for the final push on Sunday. Okay. As a result, you'll frequently see certain players advance up the leaderboard by leaps and bounds. That's moving day at go. the Masters tomorrow. Can Justin Rose hang on? That's the question. My answer is no. I no. think Justin Thomas is the most complete player. Uh, right now, I heard I was listening to a podcast about the Masters. He is the best player in terms of approach shots, which I certainly wasn't. I was pretty good off the tee, but not in approach shots. So he's he's like top of the whole PGA Tour in approach shots, and mm-hmm. in he's very good with putts. He's a really good putter. So I'll go with I'll go with Justin Thomas to win this. Well, that, I mean that might be a good pick because it's it's going to be all about the putting these the greens are so fast apparently the score was too was too high last year so they made it even harder this year and like people people are rolling rolling it off the green into the into the water like it's just their greens are so fast you have to be so careful with your touch around the greens so if you're a good putter you have an advantage josh are you a good putter I can't imagine he would be. You should see me putt. You'd shit yourself. I'm amazing. <laughs> you should. <laughs> He's more of a four-stroke player. <laughs> I don't even think he, I don't think Josh oh, can swing a golf club. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I could, listen, yeah. John. Maybe you and I should put a little wager on a little golf. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be oh, fine. I would that. pay to watch that. I oh, feel that like you don't good. move your hips. I'm only saying that because I feel like you don't move your hips. I think you're all upper body in, the, in your swing. Listen, listen. I'm an athlete, John. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so <laughs> hockey players are notoriously good golfers, and that yeah. translates. I've never heard of any. Do you watch Paul Beeson yeah. on the golf I don't know. course? I've heard Seth Curry is a pretty good golfer. So, okay, well, yeah, it's Romo, like, it's Romo, like one a NBA program. player. All right, Romo was <laughs> pretty good too. I heard, yeah. Guys, actually, yeah. I heard, actually, yeah, I heard a lot good. of football Jordan, players are good at golf. I think yeah. why don't why don't I team up with Aikenhead and you can go ahead and team up with. Uh, Oh yeah, we, I'd, it would still beat you guys. So teams handily. are forming. So we no, got I, I want to be. I want to be on team Aiken Josh and me. Oh, Jesse, I you want to be on team man. Hey, That's my no, teammate. That's listen, my man, I'm teammate you right, right now. There. I'm going to put out there. There is no Josh. room for anybody for right now. Jump on the bandwagon. I'm riding with me and Andrew. What about Chris? Will way. he go with? Will Will he go with Andrew? Uh, hopefully, but who knows? Guys, our next segment is our Quaylen Awards. Our Quaylen Awards are given to the most time we play of the week because Dante Quaylen Hightower was a timely linebacker who came up with remarkable plays at the most unbelievable moments for my Patriots. Thank you, Dante. Thank you. Your real name is Quaylen. So these are the Quaylen Awards. Anything from you guys? Nominations. Here we go. I do. I'll start it off. I'm going to nominate a Canadian... 
who uh, didn't do too well, but he made some news on Jeopardy against uh, when Aaron Rodgers was the host of Jeopardy. And in his question was uh, who, who really wanted to kick that field goal? I don't know if you guys saw that, but that yeah, was, his. it was, it was remarkable. It was <laughs> yeah, so, so good. I'm, I'm giving him the Quillen award because Rodgers go get a piece of it just because he took it in stride. He laughed it off. He knew it, but uh, yeah, I, that, that's my Quillen award for tonight. I, I had no His idea Scott, the contestant was a Canadian. No, yeah, I was a Scott Schufelt. He's from Tavistock, uh, the Tavistock area, Tavistock with Waterloo area. So, yeah, that's my Quillen award. That's great. Anybody else? I've got two, so I want to see if one of you take one of them first. and then. Uh, All right, I'll, Josh, I'll fire away. I, I don't have any, so I'll take one of Hove's. Okay, Hove, give us two of them, and then I'll finish it off. Okay. Josh, okay, I'll okay, okay. So Don't Jack Campbell, <laughs> Jack Campbell, ten ten uh, uh, gets a Leaf record, ten consecutive wins. Uh, seems like a really good guy. Had a really long route to consecutive um, to being considered a legitimate goalie. Played for your Kings. Was very thankful for the Kings. Uh, organization and all they did for him anyway so if you watch the interviews afterwards everyone's very happy for them very thankful guy just seems like a really really good guy yeah agreed he's um, got to get he's got to get the start at this point right even if anderson yeah he's stolen yeah. anderson's job absolutely oh. and here's the thing this is all in the last two years this is how teams win cups is you have two legit goalies going in you look at pittsburgh with matt murray and flower you look at Washington with Grubauer and Holpe, you know, this is this is Jesse, how you win. This is a phenomenal point. One of your better takes on DSP. Yeah, thank you. Alex, don't interrupt. Keep going, Jesse. Every once in a while I can be legitimate. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, so, anyway, so, yeah, I, uh, I that makes me extra optimistic for the Leafs that they have two legitimate goalies. Don't count out Anderson, like – Event, this is the way goaltending works. Like if you get streaky and then you get in your head and uh, you can be in trouble anyways. So that, um, that was going to be one of my quailings. I thought maybe Josh would take it, but um, yeah, I'll take that one. Okay. There you go. That's Josh's. Uh, my other quailin 15 year old Connor Bedard first player hockey player ever to get exceptional status to play in the WHL is leading the WHL in scoring. He's just an incredible player, 5 foot 9, 165 pounds. He's Cole Looks, Caulfield. Is this is this the kid that's undrafted? He could still like, grow. He could end up being 6'2 at 15. You don't know. There'd be there'd be no way of knowing. You like and so anyways, this kid is incredible. So keep your eyes out because this could be Is this the kid that he's undrafted, right? Like he's he didn't go, he, he didn't get drafted. Yeah. He missed the draft or whatever, so he's open to anybody, I think. No, no, no. He's 15. Okay, he hasn't but, been drafted oh, by the 15. NHL yet. But no, there's a, there's, a, there's a kid who's in the Frozen I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. but that's not Connor. But Connor, Connor Berdan is a 15-year-old. He's not going to be drafted for well, two more you gotta years. you got to keep your eye on that kid. That's my quailing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, 28 points in 15 games as a 15-year-old. The WHL tends to be a junior hockey league that plays more for 19, 20 year olds tends to be a more physical league. And this kid is lighting it up at five, nine hundred sixty five pounds playing, you know, as if, you know, you remember how strong you were when you were 15, as opposed to you were 20. Like it's incredible how he's doing so well at that league. So keep an eye out for him. 
Connor Bedard. My Watch Quill- some highlights. He's incredible. My Quaylen Award goes to... This is strange. I don't know who it actually goes to. I'm this brave. really pissed me off. Oh. It goes to Michael Conforto for taking advantage of an idiot rumpi- idiot umpire. Um, umpire. So Michael Conforto for the Mets. Let, let me set the stage. The Mets and the Marlins were, I think, in the bottom of the ninth. And the Mets were at bat. And the Marlins pitcher threw... If you look at the overhead, it's an actual strike on the plate. But Michael Conforto, a left-handed batter, is wearing one of those protective guards on his elbow. So it makes you like you're you're not scared of getting hit by a pitch because it doesn't hurt because you're wearing one of those guards. He there's a rule in MLB baseball that if a pitch is inside or like coming at the batter, you have to make a move to get out of the way. Michael Conforto not only didn't make a move to get out of the way, he actually leaned into the pitch. And the umpire, who I can't for the life of me understand why he made this decision, he awarded Conforto first base, which with the bases loaded meant that a runner comes home from third and the Mets win the game. When Conforto leaned into the pitch, which was actually a strike over the plate, it's the most ridiculously obtuse call I've ever seen. And anyway, the worst part of it is the umpire actually goes to the monitor, goes like and checks it out. And I think it's in New York where they do the replay thing. And he looks at the video and he still sticks with his decision that Conforto should be awarded first base. He should not have been awarded first base. I'm with Don Mattingly, and that'll make Chris happy. Don Mattingly, who is the manager of the Marlins, he came out very upset about it, saying, like, you can't make that call. He didn't. He leaned into the strike so that he gets hit by a pitch on the guard on his elbow, and he gets first base. So ironically, I guess it goes to Michael Conforto. I hate him for what he did, and I, I'm i more upset with the umpire for making the bogus call. He should have called uh, Conforto out. Uh, would have been strike three for, for doing that's, that. That's very interesting, Alex, that you hate him for what he did because that sounds a lot like something Tom Brady would do. Why would you bring him up? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, the, well, well, a couple of questions here there, Allie. Sorry to bring it up here. Over. I don't know so, what to say. Wait. <laughs> You're just, just gonna ignore me. I'm just me? saying he's 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 using you know he's using what he can to manipulate a, a weak point in the rules. Do you have an That's, example of that? I don't know what you're referring uh, deflating to. Deflating balls seems allegedly. Very, allegedly, I mean the reports weren't conclusive. It seems, it seems. I mean, I'm sure they've done all kinds of outside of actually videotaping Listen, other teams' practices. Go on YouTube and look I'm sure up they've Bill done Belichick all kinds of other talking about it. Right. I'll explain to you well, how before before we get on a Patriots you know, rant here. Let's go back to this. Cold weather deflates the balls, so oh, Tom okay. probably did that. Right. Fan, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> so this is a, it's science. <laughs> it's science. It's, it's science. So this is a game early in the season. Like there's like a million baseball games, right? So how can you, okay? So how can you be this enraged over an early baseball because game? Because it pisses no, no, me I, off. Because I have a follow up question. Relax. Settle down there. Rage. Get. get Lay off the roids, Sally. It's not going to help you. All right. So, so it's early on in the season, and who's playing? It's the Mets, and who? 
the Mets and the Marlins. Yeah, they're not my team. Yeah, it wasn't even your. I was going to ask. These are like your teams. It's not even your Red Sox. You're just Listen, following obscure went baseball. against the integrity against... of baseball. I think Josh, that happens Josh, every board, Here, I'll just tell this right now. Just so you know, Josh, the Marlins are in line to win the World Series, which is why Alex is really enraged because he's now going to be oh, a Marlins. Oh, there it is. Thank you, John. All right. That helps. That helps. There's the piece of the puzzle. So you're jealous. Is that true, Alex? You, you are the Marlins your number two team now? Is that No, the... I don't care about the Marlins at all. Okay. You're hunting for another uh, championship run here. All right. Yeah. Go Red Sox. I've been a Marlins fan ever since the big unit. That's what Go we'll be here in a couple months. Is that it? Yeah. Um, no, they just signed Johnny Damon. Guys, we still have um, start bench cut, so let's go to yes. start bench cut. Uh, we've got two categories tonight. <laughs> this is very exciting. Start bench cut with playoff mat or not playoff, sorry, with mascots in sports. Mm. Thank you to John for offering this suggestion. So we that have was, that was me, but all right. Well, yeah. I'm going to give it to John. I'm going to give him credit. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, that's we fun. got Yuppie. Who is Whatever. the Expos mascot who has gone to the Montreal Canadiens because Montreal doesn't have a baseball team? Oh, shocker. Team. We got the Montreal Canadiens mascot. Shocker. We got Bailey the Lion, who's oh, one of the dumbest mascots out there. So he's one of the Detroit LA Lions. Team. Are you giving no. him the Detroit Lions? No. If, if, Bailey, Bailey, was, if Bailey was the Detroit Lions mascot, they would have won two who's sorry, championships. Who's sorry? Can, I finish, the the Can I finish the trio? Somehow he's the Los Angeles Kings mascot. Mascot. Bailey, why Bailey? What a stupid name! And yeah. why? It's a good name for a lion. What do you, what do you call a lion? Well, what about, uh, what about Leo? Well, what about my Leo boy Harvey? Jeez, you forgot all about Harvey. No, Whatever. No, we only about Harvey. Three, so That's we a terrifying guys, mascot. We're not okay. I'll make Harvey. a ruling here. It's Yupi, Bailey, and Gritty, the Flyers right. mascot. So start one, bench one, cut one. You know the game. The rules are simple. No, damn it. Chris gave me a better line. You know the what is it, Chris? You know the game and the rules are simple. Start bench cut. Jeez, That's a horrible three to choose from. I cut all three. I'm out. What? Thank you, Jesse. Right. Let's move on to someone else. All right, I'll go. I'll give Josh time because I figure we know his. I'm going to start Yuppie. <laughs> I'm going to bench uh, Grizzly, and I'm going <laughs> to kick out Leo the Lion. <laughs> Leo the Lion. <laughs> Old Mustafa there is gone. <laughs> <laughs> called him Grizzly. Oh, sorry. Gritty. Gritty, gritty, yeah, yeah. Gritty, gritty. Yeah. I don't what know. What an ugly moss mascot. All of them. First just... of all, why is it a lion? The name the kings and that I, before I let you dance, I get it. Jungle, I get that. It's the king it's of the jungle. The king of the jungle. You're the Los Angeles Kings. What does yeah, that have to do with a lion? Well, He's that's the, the king thing. of get, the jungle, uh, Jesse. The king of the jungle. To, but that does then you have should you be the king of the animal. The lion. You can get better mascots than you can get a guy in a king costume. You get a guy in a king's costume. What's going to beat a lion? A dolphin? Like what's going to beat a lion? Huh? Oh, you guys should do a dolphin Burger King. That Burger King guy oh, the Burger King guy could be the, your new See, mascot. Yes, thank you, Hope. See, that's the thing. You can do a mascot with a king because that's what yeah. they did. Instead of, yeah. instead of Simba there crying Ridiculous. all the time. We're not going to talk about why a wolf is the Calgary Flames mascot. We're not yeah, going to say over that. Harvey. And, and what, exactly, what exactly is... Hound dog. Oh, that... Yeah, that fits with the Flames. Gotcha. No, it doesn't um, at all. But he's yeah. been he's been there for like 20 years and he's cool and he's pisses Mas- people off. He, he pissed off uh, Craig McTavish so much, Craig McTavish ripped his tongue out. Yeah, I remember What has Bailey the fake lion done? 
Uh, I don't know. He's uh, he's. I mean, I, here's one thing. I'll at least get gritty. Gritty at least his football. That's the point. That's the point of your mascot. Is to what is the mascot the other team a little bit. Okay. Okay. The point is to be a, they're a little bit so of a wait troll. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right? If, it's his, like, if if the the coach of the team oh, is pissed off at the mascot, that's achieving something. No, the coach of the other team. It oh, is achieving McDavid. something. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. You're getting know. underneath his skin. That's exactly. But, that's the it, whole point. I think it's ridiculous. This whole thing. But let's go Gosh, with Bailey. What is your answer? Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for actually including me in this and not just telling me off like the other two. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, let's get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> um, let's go. I'm gonna just, today, Junior. Yeah, that joke was already made, dumbass. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Was it actually? It, it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I said it a little early. It's all right, man. Let's just go. Yeah, all right. So you're going with Simba. Right. We're going with. Oh, that's. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bailey the lion. He's number one. And then we'll go with uh, Gritty because Gritty's pretty funny. He, yeah. And then we'll. I don't even know what UP is. Is he an actual? Who are you, person? man? It's what French is he people say person? when they're excited. UP. That's racist. Are you kidding too. me? Is that what people say when they're excited? I mean, that's what I was told. <laughs> that is, okay. Sure. Oh, they're watching I, their favorite NBA. I don't team. want to make more work for Mark, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. But okay. <laughs> UP. Oh my gosh. Okay. I Listen, don't think I, that's right at all. Even though UP, UP is the mascot for my abs and my uh and my uh expos when they used to be a team. I'm gonna be objective here and gritty is the best mascot out of the objective. three of them. TSN rated the top ten mascots and Bailey was number one. Yeah, I don't I'm being know objective because is. subjectively it would be UP, but Gritty is actually better, so Gritty's number I one. What makes Gritty a good mascot? He is out of his mind, and he's so memorable, and he does really ridiculous things. So yeah, I like okay. him. Okay, so go. that's following my line of thinking. Good. So Gritty's number one. Yupi is so Gritty starts. Oh, there, yeah, that's Yupi is benched, and Bailey is cut basically <laughs> because of the name. I don't understand why Bailey is the like Ace makes, Bailey, or is that, what the, is that you, the point? Why don't you is tell Bailey me. is the drink a sponsor for First the Kings? Off, it's the old Baylor Stadium or whatever that's named after. But anyways, I didn't know okay, that. Bailey, okay, Bailey that makes more sense. Bailey the Lion. Gosh, I don't know, you should have led with that true. five minutes ago. Bailey I, is based <laughs> on the stadium. I don't know if that's true. That could be all made you up. You just anyway. made it up. Now <laughs> it makes it even worse. Because didn't they play at the Forum? It was the Forum. Yeah. Yeah, you just made up. You made yeah. it Englewood. So, Englewood. All right. Let's Bailey is finished. <laughs> yeah, Bailey. What a weird name. What would you name a lion if you had to name Leo. one? Leo. Yeah, Leo. Leo is better. Ridiculous. Bailey. Well, that sports. This has been TSP. That Sports Podcast. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have a website. Check all of that out. Uh, next week, we have an interview with Dell Jones. He's a famous author, fictional uh, baseball. It's a really good book. Casey at the Bat. That's the poem that it's based on, and the book is called The Strikeout That Shamed America. Check it out. Thank you, Steve Benjamins. <laughs>